Previously on Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. So this massive energy pours in and then my head drops and then it just picks up and then this big booming voice came out of me and was like, we are here and we're here to like change the planet and you are going to help us. And yeah, yeah, no. And that's so I would encourage if people want to develop their skills, go, okay, well, where am I already pretty strong? Yeah. You know, am I a painter? I'm really visual. Am I a musician? You know, am I tuned to music and tonality? And that's it. You're already, you're already well tuned on that level. Yeah. Right? Everyone has a special gift. Mine, the circle of light. They speak through me and they're here to assist the planet's evolution to a more enlightened space. And for some reason, they chose me, a raunchy comedian, to be their vessel. I used to be secretive about my ability, but now it's time to come out of the cosmic closet and you should too. My name is Georgia Jean and these are my crazy stories. Warning. The concepts and energies and frequencies in this podcast are designed to short-circuit the egoic mind. For some people, this can create sleepiness, drowsiness, a trance-like state. So if you're listening to this and you start feeling any of those things, it's a thing. If you're driving a car or operating heavy machinery or doing anything like that that you shouldn't be in a trance in, make sure you turn this podcast off for now and come back when you can listen to it in a more relaxed state. Hey, all you adventures into this crazy cosmic space. We are inviting you all back. And we're also inviting those of you who maybe aren't that into this stuff. Why don't you listen anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it'll everyone. just, yes, for everybody. Just think of it as fun stories. Yep. Or be open to having your mind a little opened up. Or just hate on us. No, don't hate on us. Jeez. Don't hate on us. If nothing else, George is a great storyteller. <laughs> yeah. Come for the stories. Come for the stories. Did I ever tell you? <laughs> I do love a story. Oh, God, what is she going to say? Here we go. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, they do say that storytelling is one of the best ways for people to learn about things. It activates some part of the pri- oh, primal mind. I believe mind. that. Yeah, because you could see the picture playing out. Yeah, you can see the And it's interesting because in the work that I do with people, we're all about getting rid of the stories mm-hmm. of our mind. Mm-hmm. But, but the, that's like the bullshit stories. Yeah, that's the bullshit stories. Yeah. It's all the like, you can't do this because, yeah. you know. You, you drop that thing in front of that boy in third grade. <laughs> yeah. And now no one's ever going to love you. <laughs> yeah. Drop the story. Drop the story. Drop the story. So I do find it interesting, though, that I love to tell stories, but but hopefully they are uh, like a little bit um, informative as well or something, at least entertaining for crying out loud. Totally entertaining. This podcast uh, format is actually wonderful because it does give us the space to have a discussion, tell stories, be more philosophical, not just like selling products and you know yeah like late night talk show where it's just hey you're here you're in a movie it's great and 
here's the one anecdote we came up with. We, we you know, right? We can fit it into this two minute. Interview. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. But the podcast space, yeah. which I think is why people in general are getting really drawn to podcasts because after this kind of like fast food mm. entertainment, people are intellectually or creatively starved and they're seeking out stuff that can help them explore their whatever form of consciousness it is yeah more like if you're into music like life isn't a two-minute pop song in the music world there's amazing stories behind people who are making music or you know if you're into literature I think it's really filling a space that that mainstream media (laughs) I don't want to be like yeah this world of like quick cuts and swivel over here party over there yeah just it's like, like i just want to sit down and like be like absorbed into the yeah, into the world again yeah. Yeah, yeah i know my dad said he never listened to a podcast the other day and he he's a you know a musician in the small sense of the word but plays guitar and plays banjo and i was like what pick a topic pick a topic and yeah. there's probably a million podcasts on Playing the guitar, playing the banjo. Totally. And you don't even have to be interested in it either. <laughs> so for podcasts to be interesting, like I've listened, true. I do enjoy a bit of a serial killer podcast, <laughs> I have to say, because I'm you know, fascinated with, you know, human yeah. consciousness and like what is going on with someone that they want to like, you know, chop people up into bits or, you know, yeah. I mean, there's some yeah. fascinating stories yeah, out know. there where, there was one girl, I think it's Happy Face, where this girl finds out her dad's a serial killer and how do, how does she process her experience of life now through this viewfinder of her yeah. dad being a serial killer. I mean, this is yeah. fascinating. In the last episodes I was talking about parents and, you know, my dad passing and, you know, we all have to kind of develop a relationship to the psychology of our upbringing as, as part of our exploration of consciousness mm-hmm. um, and for us to be healed in our consciousness in a way or be be actually like a, even an open channel vessel like in my work I have to clear my psychology constantly yeah so it can be an open vessel yeah I just can't imagine like oh my gosh I mean yeah dad never told story. me he loved me but <laughs> boo-hoo like this chick's dad was a serial killer oh bless her bless her yeah for like surviving in coming through that so yeah. Yeah, that's my Well, and that's like what we were talking about off the mics. Mm. Um, When you get to that point, for me, it was like, I don't know, maybe between age 18 and 20 when you realize your parents are flawed humans just like everyone else. And it's not me. Like that's been that one person that you've gone to or two people that you've gone to your whole life when shit hits the fan and whatever you need to, you know, you need that rock. You go to your parents. But then as you get older... And their advice doesn't <laughs> <bit> always resonate. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, they don't know shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. Now what do I do? Now what do I do? Well, and that's, and you know, you, you have to take them off the the pedestal or yeah. the, the, like, the hellhole of either God or flawed God, mm-hmm. which is a lot of, you know, what childhood projections are about. Like, oh, they didn't do everything perfectly mm-hmm. and now they're just you know, they must be all bad. Right. They're not all good and perfect. Sure. They're all bad and terrible. And, you know, develop some, um, and I think it happens at 18. It happens, you know. I mean, yeah, that was just me, but yeah, it could happen. But it, it's going to, ha- it keeps happening. Right, I mean, right. Even, like as you're getting older too, like you, as as you start to approach 
different turning points in, mm-hmm. in age. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, damn, like this was the age where my parents were supposed to be really wise at 40. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, it's like but you know, I still got like credit card debt and like <laughs> what did we expect from these people that they were going to do this fantastic job? And that's where at, everybody's going to take charge of their consciousness at yeah. a certain point. And also ha- have compassion, learn their story totally. and understand you know, why they tell you the things they tell you and what they know. Yeah, and just, yeah. yeah just and why they, they, certain levels of information are withheld, like, to a, like, certain stage in your life. Like, I, it didn't dawn on me until my really, like, I'm going to say, I'm not going to reveal my age yet. But <laughs> 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 well, let's just say five years ago. To really start asking, like, my dad, because we had the story of, you know, parents divorced and, and um, you know, my mum had an illness and that's, like, the story. Mm-hmm. It didn't dawn on me to actually start asking my dad, well, who were you when you were 18? Like, what did right. you, you know? Because he was always dad, mum was always mum. Yeah, and there's, then there's this sort of mythology about who they are and what they yes. should or shouldn't be doing and what yeah. they did or didn't do. Like, but oh, it's you like, were someone's oh, son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who were you when you were mm-hmm. 10? And I think that's like then we can start understanding them just in the same way as we start understanding ourselves when we go, oh, well, my mm. childhood made this of me or that. Well, and even sometimes it's beyond like reconciling what their childhoods were about. Like did they come from an alcoholic or abused family? But then mm. actually who were you as you were forming yourself? Mm-hmm. For me it became really interesting. Like when you left your family and you started going to dances and started being like a young adult and what did you what love? Were you what, into? What, what were you, you into? Love? Yeah. Before mm-hmm. but and before you became a husband or, or a wife or a parent, you know, who who were you? Because we live in an age now where we get to explore ourselves for much longer than a lot of our parents did. You know, we you know a lot of people get married way later. Yeah. Or they or you know people get divorced and then they go on this kind of soul searching yeah like who am I phase which was not a luxury that a lot of people from these older generations had right um and that's when we also go wow the the boomers you know you've just used all the resources and you're like kind of assholes about it but you know I I think generations before some of the younger generations that are coming in didn't have the luxury of self-exploration mm-hmm. um, and maybe, you know, I'm like no judge. I'm always just like let's not get too judgy either way on everybody. Sure, right. like, and it's like them being like, well, the millennials don't know how to work, but they're, they're bringing all this consciousness in in different levels and there's more, they're having, I believe, more luxury and they also just speak that way. My younger friends talk about working on themselves mm-hmm. when that was just a, you know, <laughs> a twinkle in the eye of consciousness like yeah. young people working on themselves yeah no yeah you didn't work on yourselves so you're getting shoveled into like a coal mine or into <laughs> you know we're like wait i'm gonna do my self-care mantra before i like yeah. you know go work in this factory for, for whatever so we gotta go like a little compassion compassion passion yeah like, all the way around yeah yeah because that's what this sort of shift of consciousness is about yeah what is this shift in consciousness and bending the matrix yeah 
Break yeah. it down. Well, you, don't break it down, but like break it down. I kind of got to break it down. <laughs> I'm going to get all the cosmic information I've been it's receiving from the circle. It's just a big question. <laughs> it's a big question. So, I, so I'm like, don't break it down. It's, I don't want to know everything, but a bit. let's start somewhere. We got to get into it somewhere because that's really, you know, when the circle of light blasted into my life. And yeah. if you haven't listened to that introductory story, um, do go back to episode one and two of this podcast yeah. where we go into the event that I had where this group of non-physical collective blasted in and started speaking through me. Super weird. Yeah, I get it. Super weird. <laughs> but that's like what happened, right? So they blasted in and uh, they're like, we're here to help humanity go through a shift in consciousness, an evolutionary so do you shift. Feel, do you feel? Like it's a human energy. The beings that are coming yeah. in? Yeah. No. Okay. It's everything. Okay. Try and think about it. It's like cross cross uh, pollinating. Mm -hmm. It's all consciousness. Like at the end of the day, everything is consciousness. Yeah. And when we start going into talking about bending the matrix, mm -hmm. <laughs> which may happen this episode or soon, mm -hmm. um, what you're accessing then is what we call the all consciousness, which is the recognition that you are everything and everything is you, but taken to this really like, oh, that's not just like a nice thing you write on a T-shirt, kind of like, hey, we're all one. Yeah. It's like everything is me. Therefore, I take responsibility for everything in creation. So this might be a dumb question, but like, but that just refers to nature, like things that are alive, like not this fucking couch and... <laughs> no, everything. It includes everything. What? Yeah, it includes... I know, so we won't get into that right okay. now with that what. <laughs> because let's talk about the shift of consciousness. Let's just know that. Let's just know on. that, okay. that we're going to talk about the all consciousness stuff, which is big, but it does give you the power to bend the matrix. Okay. Um, so the... So the shift in consciousness is basically like it's just an evolutionary shift that is happening. So even when humanity came in, we were cave dudes hunkering. Even before we were cave dudes, there was amoebas and then something else happened, mm -hmm. something else happened. Mm -hmm. And so there were shifts in consciousness that brought in new capaci capacities, new abilities, like there was grunting and then there was speech and there was, you know, it was raw meat and then there was fire and there was cooked meat, you know. So you have all these kind of like micro shifts with which is just the evolutionary process. But every now and then you have these kind of massive shifts in consciousness. And in the past, like if you're really going to get down to the get down the rabbit hole, mm -hmm. The planet Earth is like a stage. It's a theater. This is all from the Circle of Light, by the way. So, again, you can pop on over to my website, circleevolution.com, and listen to some of these recordings that I get from the Circle of Light. It's not just me kind of going, <laughs> I'm just going to. Yeah. This is my theory yeah. on. Listen what up. I, listen like up. Stage. This is what I reckon, right? It's, <laughs> it's, this is the information I've Downloaded got. Downloaded so information. Downloaded information that a lot of other people receive too, if you like look into it. But. So, the, you know, Earth is a stage and we have different shows play on Earth. And in the past you had the theatre of Earth inhabited. So this is probably where, like, Atlantis comes from. It was one type of play and it was one sort of 
uh, type of consciousness that was operating then. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the run of that show, things used to kind of get blown up, right? And that's why I think biblically we have the story of Noah's Ark. You know, it's just like blow up Atlantis, bring in the water, <laughs> reset. But maybe there's some elements of that civilization that that survived or remained and perhaps seeded certain elements of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I know all you anthropologists out there are just losing your shit right now about <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about creative consciousness, which is how reality is created in these broad strokes of energy, and it doesn't always follow linear time and space. Mm-hmm. Because linear time and space is one of the elements of our consciousness, of human mm-hmm. consciousness. We believe in the programming of our mind and, and we then project that onto everything, everything that is out in the universe, that everything operates in linear time and space, that A plus B equals C, that, you know, Melissa's over there and I'm over here. That, but what you, have to, what you start understanding is that is that's just the program. That, that isn't the answer to everything of everything. Not everything is in all of creation is operating under this precept of linear time and space. Mm-hmm. It's what we have been generally agreeing upon yeah. is what reality is through the human construct. So the human construct, if I was going to sum it up, it was the circle of sum it up, has been a primitive mind-driven which means we are deeply driven by survival programming, right? Hunters mm-hmm. and gatherers, you know, you versus me, blah, blah, blah. This is how we, what we've got to do to survive. I've mm-hmm. got to kill meat and eat it. I've got to kill enemies and destroy them. Uh, we've got to gather enough berries. We're going to talk all about this stuff because it's super, like, crazy stuff to get into. But primitive mind, linear time-space reality, uh, contracted consciousness. Mm. So that is the collective agreement of what humanity operates mm-hmm. under. Mm-hmm. But guess what, mm-hmm. humans? We ain't all that. Like mm-hmm. we are not everything. Mm-hmm. And out there in the broad spectrum of all creation, mm-hmm. there are other shows going on mm. that do not operate under those premises. So it's kind of like if you're a cop show, like, think about it like this. This is the best way to, a simple way to understand what's going on with consciousness. You've got TV shows, you've got networks, and then you've got collections of networks, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So within, if like human consciousness is kind of like a cop show, right? <laughs> Good guys and bad guys. Sure. Polarity. Oh, sorry, it's polarity driven as well. So it's polarity driven. Good and bad, right and wrong, true and false, mm-hmm. uh, us mm-hmm. and them, right? So we've got polarity-driven, you know, there's the good guys, there's the bad guys, this crime happened, these were the events, you know, the, the, the linear, you know, course of events of why this happened, cause and effect. But what is happening now so you might have a, you've got a, a network that shows all cop shows. So like that's one type of kind of universe that's out there, right? But then you've got science fiction. That's a different type of show. So in in science fiction, there is parallel realities. There is there is all this stuff that doesn't operate through linear time and space. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know, and I get mind blown when 
it isn't just like the watching shows like Sense8 and The Matrix are, are exploring, and I tell you, uh, that show The Fringe, so I've got to talk to J.J. Abrams, Lost. Mm. These shows start talking about parallel realities, um, uh, blended realities, all this sort of stuff, the, the cro- intersection between uh, multiple realities and multiple dimensions. I was just going to say, we're talking about multiple dimensions. We're talking right? about multiple dimensions. Okay. So not everything's operating through this linear cause and effect. Like mm-hmm. if I want to go to the bathroom, I'm going to get up and walk over there and get into the bathroom and that's how I'm going to do it, linear time and space, and there's no other option. But options. in another dimension, you stayed on the couch and was just like, oh, I really have to pee. I'm just going to hold it. <laughs> well, or, no, or, or it just... The, the pee evaporated. I don't know. In another dimension, I might be like. Oh, okay, because that's I'm, the I, linear. Yeah, so that would still be linear. Have two linear dimensions. That would Melissa, be. Like, God, get with <laughs> That would be. So what you're talking about then is actually a parallel reality of a similar linear yeah. reality. <laughs> Are you Georgia, sticking with us? She just saw my mind get blown, but you couldn't see it, but she saw it. Yeah. So. So in Melissa's example, so right now I've got two options. I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom. I could have picked like a more glamorous choice for this <laughs> analogy, but it's a good one. Or I sit here and I really need to pee. Yep. These are my two choices, right? And mm-hmm. they're pretty set. Mm-hmm. And in one reality, now we're getting a little multidimensional. In one reality, I went to the bathroom. In another reality, I sit, sat here and held on to it. And and then I explored what happened with that. And in another reality, maybe I just peed my pants. And mm-hmm. then I explored what happened by pursuing that choice. Mm-hmm. So each kind of in this in this example that you're talking about, each where we're just talking about basic parallel realities, at each choice point I had options. And whatever choice I chose at that moment opened up the next part of the story. Sure. Yeah. So Melissa's relationship to me, if I went to the bathroom. Fine, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say I was only like doing a pee, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, anyway, whatever. But anyway, so, and then Melissa's going to go, yeah, Georgia, she's cool. She knows how to use the bathroom. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> she's, she's welcome back. Yeah. In option two, I sit here and I'm holding on to the pee and I'm being polite and this, and getting fidgety. And this, mm. honestly, actually, it's kind of an really interesting thing because as a child, I would be very nervous about drawing attention to myself. Mm-hmm. So I might have just sat sat here and held on and got more uncomfortable mm-hmm. and less engaged with mm-hmm. what's happening and in my head. And like if I get up and I'm gonna I might kick something over and then people will see me and I'll be embarrassed and all my shame files are active. Mm-hmm. Like the version of me that just goes to the toilet, goes to the bathroom. In Australia we say toilet, like that's where the room is. It's not like I'm just going to the toilet. <laughs> I go to the bathroom. Um, that version of me might be actually more evolved than a hold, the holder, right? It's like it's cool. I'm safe to go to the bathroom, yeah. right? I, I can You're draw. You're taking care of yourself. I'm taking care of myself. I can draw attention to myself. Mm-hmm. I can go to the bathroom. The little kid that's like hanging on like, oh, you know, I'm scared. It's still maybe operating from some fear or shame. And the one that just takes the pee, like whatever, Gotta go. <laughs> Fuck this couch. Yeah, like Melissa may never have me back at her house, so I would live out those consequences. Or, 
we would laugh. Or maybe little little girl two who needs to pee has a turning point where she's like, I got to go to the bathroom, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Or a little girl pees on the couch, you know, all these yeah. options. So whenever, so, but but each of those have a pretty linear cause and effect okay. storyline, you know. Mm-hmm. If I pee on the couch, probably Melissa's not going to have me over again. It's linear. Multidimensional, now if we're getting really like out there, yeah. like what could be another multidimensional solution, mm-hmm. could be like, I feel like I need to pee, but because I know how to bend the matrix of time and space and I know that my body is an illusion, I'm able to purify the energy that is in that creation of waste and recycle it and actually give myself more energy without ever having to go to the bathroom. You can do that? (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) But, like, that's a reality for some people? Well, I think think when you talk about there's definitely people out there in those, like, those Tibetan... um, Yeah. And there's... I, I don't want to sound too out there, but if I was sitting here, let's say I'm in girl number two, if I was sitting here and there was some reason why I couldn't go to the bathroom, I could work my consciousness enough to at least, yeah, alleviate the feeling mm. that I need need to go to the bathroom. The Transform the feeling because it is all just energy. Right. So what might create a sense of urgency? For example, so little girl who needs to pee, it's getting more urgent. Now the fear, the worry of shame that maybe I'm going to pee my pants or that someone's going to see me. If I process those emotions and I process the psychology of that, I can transcend the illusion of all of those negative outcomes that could have happened in that case. And this is where we start moving into this idea of bending the matrix because what that is is that you're acknowledging even though our mind may say there's only one reality going on Mm -hmm. and it's going to play out in this way. What is happening now with the shift of consciousness is we we are thinning the veil of reality to allow ourselves to access multiple, multiple dimensions and multiple possibilities with far more ease. And when you're able to do that, it starts looking really magical. So let's, so let's say, I, you know, I really want to, I kind of want to get off the pigs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm, we can talk, I, we'll, we'll talk about my football team. Yeah. We'll talk about my football team. So here is an example, <laughs> right? This is a big one. So, and P.S. I was with Georgia recently watching football and she was a different, I've known you a long time. Yeah. I've never seen this side of you. <laughs> Proceed. Proceed. So I am. At Australian rules football, my I love my team, the Richmond Tigers. I love them so much. I love them. I love them, and it, a lot of it is emotional because my dad and I used to go and watch the football together. And I'm talking about the story of my dad's passing. We buried him with the Richmond Tigers scarf. We played the Tigers song as they oh, put him into the ground. Wow. Yeah, Amazing. and we, we poured wine on him because he owned a vineyard, not because we disrespected him. (laughs) Um, And the Tigers were a big, and I think this is a bit, we'll have to talk about sport because sport is a really interesting part of our culture and consciousness. And I do think it is the place where we get to 
play out some of our primitive mind survival mm-hmm. um, programming in actually a really healthy and really wonderful way. So mm-hmm. when people are like anti-sport um, and why men I think are really drawn to sport is it helps them connect to this kind of consciousness of, of um, actually a positive masculinity um, strength and this sort of like survival energy, uh, but channeled in 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 a new way, in an upgraded way. So yeah. back in the case, people were like killing people. You know, when there was war, wouldn't you rather have football than war? Yeah. <laughs> like I would rather have football than war. But, but I do just want to say, like, I think people like I don't pay attention to sports at all. But because I'm not in that world, when I hear the stories about, you know, fights going from being in the stands out into the parking lot and, you know, right. opposing teams killing other, you know, oppo- right. you know, so there's that too, that, yes, yeah, which isn't that common, but it has happened. And, um, people get riled up because, right. because you are in a, in I don't a just field. want to gloss over. No, no, no. Like, there's, there's. Yeah, no, there's definitely, well, with like most aspects of consciousness, it's up to each of us to, and I would even say, so here now I'm going to get multidimensional with you on that Please projection, do. right? Yeah. Okay, this is going to be big. So when you go back to accepting that everything in your creation is your creation, that brawling bunch of people at a football match mm-hmm. is you. Mm, it's part of your consciousness yeah. that's probably unintegrated if you've got judgment. Yep. And this is the really big thing about being going through an evolutionary shift where we're going from a primitive mind survival consciousness. Mm-hmm. We have it in our human DNA, in our biology. Mm-hmm. We have this programming and we're shifting out of it. We're moving out of it because the primitive mind, survival mind, is the most contracted aspect mm-hmm. of our consciousness, right? So part of the reason why I did took up skydiving is because a big speciality of my work with the circle of light is about overcoming survival consciousness Mm -hmm. and becoming liberated. So the best way for me to understand how survival consciousness was affecting my thinking and my behavior and my nervous system was literally to go and (laughs) jump out of planes. So we will talk about that more um, another time. So We've all got it. So one thing about transcending the illusion is that when we use judgment, we are maintaining the illusion because we're maintaining that illusion that that brawling bunch of dudes is bad and other than me and we're using our judgment to keep us in separation Mm -hmm. from an aspect of our consciousness that we're actually trying to integrate right now Mm -hmm. so we can transcend it. I know that's a lot. So if you was if you were looking, so for me, I'm a lover. I am a lover. Yeah. But I know that when I incarnated, one of the aspects of consciousness that I came to reconcile on a personal and collective energy level is the consciousness of war, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get into this another time but as a like a young kid I wanted to join the military and then I'm a total pacifist then it's all complicated but so when I look at the story of war like I hate it like I am I'm like I I want all the war to end right yeah. mm-hmm. but if I 
stay in that hate and stay in judgment about anyone who's participating in war or, you know, um, part of the storyline of war, Mm -hmm. I am actually staying in separation from an aspect of my broadened consciousness that I need to integrate in order to transcend it. Mm -hmm. The linear mind says to you that if you... um, if you become one with something, you will become it. Sure. Yeah. And that's what keeps us in fear and in separation. Yeah. And that's what I, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like me judging these brawling dudes outside of whatever match, I'm in fear for my safety. Yes. Like if, and not that I've ever even seen this, but <laughs> let's say I have. So you haven't even seen it? It's funny. But, so, but here's what the mind does because, because, Right. In you, my actually, mind. In your mind, that's what football matches are, everyone brawling. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I mean, like, I haven't been in the parking lot when I've seen two people that couldn't let it go inside the stadium and they brought it into. I was thinking that. Like, but meanwhile, it's getting, like, pretty sketchy in the parking lot because they're not letting it go. And, like, maybe this guy has a gun. Like, I haven't seen that. Okay. So, but this is what's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I've got, that's why I'm going to keep pulling you up on this. It's fine. Because you actually haven't seen it. Right. I have but you imagine so much a fear, Georgia. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm afraid of so many things. Yeah. And violence to my physical body and yes. others' physical, like I'm, that's one of the scariest things in the world to me. So yeah. I'm afraid for my physical body, even though I haven't seen it. Yeah. And so you're saying, um, I don't want to say lean in, but but yeah, but lean into that fear to dissolve that's exactly it. And to dissolve the Lean stories into that, that story. created. Right, right. That, because it's about so, so, and what, what, why you might be imagining this stuff happening is because you, you can connect to that there has been violence in the history of humanity. Yeah. That fear has innocent created. Bystanders innocent women have, have been. Innocent bystanders have gotten shot. Right. Yeah, innocent bystanders have gotten shot. Women have been raped, stabbed, and murdered and pillaged historically. Yep. There right. is collective energy. In, there, in, and I call these the planetary templates. So when I talk about war being one of my themes, it's a planetary template mm-hmm. that, that I came in to work with energetically to help clear it out of the planetary consciousness. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll get into that more later. Um, so, but you, so that fear that you feel, Melissa, cause I would never go, well, you're being ridiculous that that, you know, that's when I'm drawing your attention to the fact that you actually haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. What I want you to, what I'm doing is asking you to get back to what it is for you, mm-hmm. because when it was a projection about dudes in a parking lot, mm-hmm. you weren't owning that. The energy is yours. In oh, sure. A sense. I was judging them. You right? were judging yeah. and projecting yeah. it out there. And that's what people do. So yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. Once yeah. you said, okay, I'm afraid and yeah. I feel this. Yeah. Now it's come back to you. And when it comes back to you, oh, I'm getting my truth pimples. I know. Then you can actually work with it energetically. Mm. But what has happened in the world is that we use judgment. And this yeah. is what the mind does. Yeah. It wants to keep us in separation because this is the mind's game. Yeah. It projects that all out into the other. And it keeps us in separation from masses amounts of energy that we could be integrating with to become uh, more energetically powerful, yeah. but also to bring forth the shifts that we actually want. Yeah. 
Yeah. So in my mind, yeah. I know. It's a bit of a mind melter. It is because at first when you you were talking before you went like big picture, like, Mm -hmm. you know, separating myself by separating myself in my mind, of course, this was, this isn't conscious until just this moment. I was staying safe, right? By separating myself from the story, I'm staying safe. Your mind thinks you're safe. My mind thinks so. Right. Yeah. But now you're telling me to give up that quote unquote safety to dissolve the story, the bigger picture, which is great. Yeah. The illusion. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but I've been safe this whole time. How can I do that? Okay. So this is where it's so awesome. (laughs) None of this is real, right? I know. I know. And it's so great. So when I say that we have been governed by the primitive survival mind, Mm That's all about our nervous system and our mind's idea of what safe is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So our mind, so getting back to the shift of consciousness, Mm -hmm. most of us incarnated at this time with an enormous, with a lot of human consciousness, which Mm -hmm. is like survival mind, linear time space, contracted reality, everything that I said before. Mm -hmm. So it's our mind's job to keep all of that other stuff out, mm-hmm. right? Keep yeah. all the interconnected, multidimensional stuff because this is this is the computer program that I'm running. Yeah. And anything that's outside of that, I'm going to flash the warning lights and be like, no, warning, warning, warning. And judgment is one of the ways the mind keeps us in its controlled space. Yeah. And it's going to use the survival aspect of the mind to keep you there. That's why it's saying, Melissa, it's really scary if you think differently about this. You won't stay safe. Yeah. You will get beaten up. Yeah. If you love those people over there, if you love that, you're going to get murdered. Yeah. And it's the nervous system. We People underestimate the power of how much the programming of our survival mind is controlling our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And this is why, for me, jumping out of a plane was one of the most important things mm. that that I have done yeah. in my work to understand this as part of the evolutionary shift. Yeah. <laughs> it might just sound like I'm like a naughty skydiver, <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is this is the work that we do mm-hmm. when you're afraid of the other. And again, talking about the bigger, broader reality that we're looking at right now, when we look at the polarity and the sense of otherness. Republican, Democrat, left, right, black, white, you know, all of him, her, all Mm -hmm. of this polarity Mm -hmm. is the mind's way of hanging on to the old version of consciousness that we've been living in. Sure. Because it's like, whoa, this is what's happening to our minds, basically. This is why the world is absolutely mental and crazy at the moment. The projection of reality is like just so disruptive because yeah. we're all born with this operating system. And then somewhere along the line, we said, all right, we're going to change the play. We're changing the play. Instead of blowing up the stage, as we did before with Atlantis, like we're going to end this play now, you know, bring in the floods, get the ark. We're actually going to go through this shift of consciousness. We're going to go from a cop show to science fiction, but we're not going to blow it up. What we're going to do is we're going to go through these systematic reprogrammings until we're existing in this new multidimensional space, mm-hmm. interconnected, multidimensional, pretty much <laughs> like 
totally different from what we've been operating in. But our minds and our nervous systems, sensing that this change is upon us, and there's all these frequencies and people like me and things like that that are bringing in this shift of consciousness and it's getting seeded in, in movies. In, I don't know if these people know that they're doing it or not, but it's all part of it. Mm-hmm. We're going through this shift of consciousness. People are opening up left, right and centre to multidimensional abilities that they never had before. Mm-hmm. Right? It is happening. I'm not just, I mean, I have people, women in the suburbs calling me up and be like, I don't know what's going on here. I was just a housewife and now I can read my, <laughs> like my neighbor's mind. Mm-hmm. What is happening? And I'm like, it's a shift of consciousness. You're moving from linear, you know, five <laughs> physical senses to find reality into multidimensional interconnected stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's an adjustment, right? So, so the, um, um, so you, so, but our survival mind is trying to hang on and be like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> we are staying in polarity. We're staying in, in linear mind. It is my job to keep you safe. Melissa, you know how to navigate linear space time. You know how to navigate, uh, polarity driven consciousness. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to crank up the judgment now, going to crank up the sense of otherness, mm-hmm. I'm going to crank up the me versus them mm-hmm. because this is my last chance to keep a hold of your mind and keep a hold of the sense of reality. Mm. But And this is, why, this is why we talked earlier, why for people, even people who meet me because I carry these frequencies, some people have really adverse reaction to me mm. because just innately the energy that comes with me, this this multidimensional stuff, is triggering people on an unconscious level to uh, to resist me to resist, and it's something I have to try not to take personally. To mm-hmm. resist this, you know, even people, <laughs> okay, even starting doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, sound guy, I'm going to talk about this story, which I didn't talk to you about before. We when there's a sound guy who's helping work on this. And it seems like there's been like a lot of little challenges to try and just make the edit of the first show, right, and Mm -hmm. just put it together. Yeah. And I feel like I'm communicating clearly and giving all everything the deliverables, but I'm actually confusing the sound guy. And there was an issue that he was saying that the sound on the first show, there was something – weird about it and he didn't think we could use the first shows and and it just it's delayed everything and and at first of course I'm in linear mind going what is going on I don't understand like I feel like I'm making this easy but then we ended up having a conversation and finally it took a few weeks because there's all this confusion about it right oh so many I'm like I don't even like one of the other podcasts of on uh, Kiki's network already has like 12 episodes out and I'm like why yeah. <laughs> why don't we just have this first episode yeah what's with the hold up what's with the hold up and then when I talked to him because I said well maybe he's just not into this stuff or it's too he doesn't have a connection to it and mm-hmm. he just doesn't get it then we finally talked and he was like yeah I was just getting really confused and then he was like and on this recording it's like is there another sound like that's going on in the background because I feel like I can hear this other sound and then I just started going into a trance while (laughs) while I'm listening to it and I'm like that's the energy and then I got it 
to to that his mind was getting disrupted auditory person and he's an auditory person so Mm -hmm. you guys if you go back to i think it's episode three or four now i talk about how to four it should be four uh how to develop your skills yeah that if you have a strength in a certain area you might start picking up multi-dimensionality in that area first and this guy's a sound guy he's auditory so he is literally picking up on some other vibes that are laid in on that auditory level. He's hearing mm-hmm. stuff that might not be heard by other people because I'm like, this, it sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, that mic, play this too. Yeah, you it's played like, it for other people. <laughs> no, one, no one said anything about the sound. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I was like, maybe your equipment's just too sensitive. I don't understand, but I think it's him. His equipment. His equipment. His ears. We're too sensitive. His ego ears are too sensitive. His mind's eye ears. But this is what's great about this is that this is a process and it's something that I have to always remember to not take it personally, like not let my inner kids get upset when people have an initial resistant reaction to me personally or anything that I'm doing or saying because this energy and this information is coming in and challenging the egoic construct so much that it's going no 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 like (laughs) bless you (laughs) she had a tickle there's there's a little (laughs) egoic resistant right there (laughs) but the the minds are just resisting this shift that is happening and i'm i mean getting back to the all consciousness yes i am creating it all as are you whatever but but it's it's uh people are trying to stay linear with it like this guy Mm -hmm. is saying it's the sound Mm -hmm. in the linear story there's a problem with the sound whereas now i'm realizing that his mind was doing all the disruptive distracting stuff to stop him from being influenced by the frequencies in the recording because when we finally talked we got close to talking because i was like maybe he's not into it because my mind is now you know, all agitated because I can't, linear I, my linear, linear mind is like, I don't understand <laughs> why this isn't just happening in linear time and space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then when we talked, because he, so it's looking for excuses, then he's like, oh, I've actually been listening to it more. It's really cool. And so then when we finally talked, when we got together in the quantum reality, <laughs> I think enough of the frequencies had worked through the resistance in his mind because even though the mind wants to resist all this stuff this stuff is bigger than the mind yeah so it just needs time to work through all the levels of the egoic consciousness that are resisting this and then it can hear it and that's why some of you will be listening to these shows you may not be able to stay awake during them Mm -hmm. because the frequencies that are coming through with this uh, even if i'm talking about the p story (laughs) which sounds really basic there are still frequencies being transmitted now that are shifting consciousness. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not saying it's all me, Georgia Jean. Right. I'm saying the energies that I work with, the intention of this, why the beings came to me, like this is what we're doing. So if some of this stuff is confusing if you're falling asleep, like the recordings on the website. Oh, yeah, I totally fall asleep. Yeah. During and, those. So, and what's really happening with that, there's kind of two things that are going on. You've got the old egoic system, including the survival mind. Mm-hmm. And this is why people get angry about this stuff, Yeah, right? Like, like 
you know, when people were like meditation and yoga, people were like, that's fucking weirdo. It's like they're mad at it. Like you could be a serial killer and people would be less mad at at you doing meditation or yoga, right? People will notice that, that they get a bigger negative response from doing this than from something else that's way more negative. Why Mm. is it so threatening to people? Because the linear mind, the old survival programming, senses and knows on some level that this is about to change it and it wants to keep things the same because what is programmed Mm. into the nervous system becomes the known zone and anything outside of that is a threat, is a threat. So if you're going to do something like meditation, which is going to start dissolving away the known zone or Mm. yoga or chanting or something as wacky as what I do, it's dissolving the known zone. The survival mind is like, fuck that. No way. Not in this house. You you know, like we can't have that here because you're breaking the safety zone. Mm -hmm. And it's so it's fascinating to watch. And that's why a lot of people, as they're approaching this kind of information. But the thing is, I'm not doing anything to anybody. Your soul or your broader part of consciousness that wants this is actually bringing it bringing you to it so what you've got is you've got this kind of war going on yeah with the expanded soul consciousness it feels like a war i don't want to get too polite but to be dramatic for to paint the picture for you you've got the old survival consciousness trying to hang on to the old way and let's look at how that's even playing out in the political story yeah you've got the old guard versus the progressives who are coming in like let's all love each other and share everything (laughs) And be, you know, yeah. and be transgender, no walls, no, walls, yeah. no, no, no boundaries, no, you know, uh, whatever it is, like sharing and, you know, not hoarding the survival mind, which is a hoarding, hang on to the resources. You've mm-hmm. got the, the 1% mm-hmm. who are so rich. Why do you need more money? Like all the progressive energies are like, why do you even need that much money? You not in a million lifetimes. Can you spend those billions of dollars yeah. when you've got people starving? But that is the stronghold of the survival mind. I must have all of it to survive, to conquer and destroy the invading armies and the invading yeah. whatever. So that's why the, these sorts of things are very, you know, threatening to yeah. that. So you've got that playing out in the political spectrum and you've got it playing out interpersonally yeah. and within ourselves. So within yourself, when these when your expanded soul consciousness is start saying, hey, we're upgrading, things yeah. are going to get multidimensional here. Yeah. And you start on some level feeling that energy. You talked about you had like the tingling in the hands or yeah. something was going on, but yeah. with it comes like some anxiety, like what right. is that? Right, like, I, like in my mind it's like, it's like I've been in this house and now like maybe I opened some windows. I don't know, but like the walls are falling down yes. now and it's yeah. like... <laughs> Back on. Who am I? Put him back on. Yeah. yeah put a, put, lock it back up. Lock it back up. <laughs> I change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my Slow it. Abort. Down. Yeah. Abort. But it's just happening with this shift of consciousness. That's why I had to come out of the cosmic closet because people are losing their shit out there. Yeah. Because what, what happens is you've got the survival and the old egoic mind resisting, 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 and the big expanded soul consciousness moving in, moving in, moving in. And this creates pressure, creates intense psychological pressure for people. And that's really this sort of, like a lot of people go 
I don't want to scare people about the awakening process, but when you are resisting, that is where the suffering is. And it can be quite, because your mind is being blown. It's literally going, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm looking for answers. I am overthinking. I'm overanalyzing this. Here comes the feelings of anxiety. Like, you know, what is happening? Right. Trying to control. Yeah. But the soul is going grow, grow, grow. And this is why often people go into a big, crisis some kind of healing crisis before they will actually break open it would be so so much easier for me (laughs) so much easier for me as a as a as a healer and as an awakener of consciousness if people heard those first whispers of change from the soul Mm -hmm. you know when the Mm -hmm. you know the expanded energy is moving in and they'll if people are like i feel a little you know um I think I need a change, but I'm I'm not sure what it is. But no, I think I better stay and keep everything the right. same. The pressure gets stronger, the pressure gets stronger. That's why when most people come to me, they're chronic. We're talking right. about we're late stage cancer. We're in the middle of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. We're absolutely devastated because the mind's resistance to actually just opening it up. We've got a truck. Here's a bit of resistance coming in because I'm talking about such coming, important stuff. Crash the house down. <laughs> the quantum reality. <laughs> the resistance truck rolled up. It's funny because there's always some really distracting noise right when I'm about to drop some major truths. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the resistance Here from reality. Comes. Here it comes, people. Buckle up. Buckle up. Listen to those whispers first because then you can just start dissolving that resistance way faster. Well, that's the problem, right? Because they're a whisper, yeah. you can overlook it. Easily. And and because it's your linear thinking, yeah. you can't even make sense of the whisper. So you just kind of brush it off like yeah. that was that was just a bad day. That was nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you just think, well, I guess I can speak for myself, like because I've had it where I just think, like, oh, this is uh, you know, this is just a slump I'm in, like part of life yeah but yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. no longer a whisper and you're like Fuck, yeah yeah i wish i listened to those whispers because right. now i'm in this like you know shit storm yeah yeah and it's always going to be probably a little bit of a shit storm if yeah. i'm honest here because yeah. when we're talking about con- and i've been through even as open and working with the energy as i am i have been through several very intense uh, spiritual, what we would call a spiritual initiation. I just, I, I kind of, I really wish I could get rid of that word spiritual, but it is the useful word for now. Sure, yeah. But initiations into my next level of consciousness yeah. where what is happening is the next big, big chunk of cosmic inf- information is moving in. And even though I've done all this work and developed like, a certain understanding of now, okay, reality is on this level, like I'm channeling spirit. <laughs> it's like I used to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> what a sitcom. Now I'm channeling spirits and healing pets and people. And you know, okay, bit of an adjustment with that one. Then you go along, then the next thing comes, right? And the yeah. next thing comes. And and some of them might always seem to come in the form of a dude, which we'll get into that. And it's like zero fun in that. But but the sign that you're initiating into your next level of consciousness is a period where you feel like you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. And that is because at that level of consciousness, you cannot 
understand what is coming. Yeah. You're trying to make sense of what is still unknowable to you. Right, right. You with the very yet. with yeah. the very thing that's keeping it all out. Yeah. So that is mm -hmm. why you go through a crack of the mind mm -hmm. and surrender is the key. Because the mind is always trying to keep in control, even if it's like, okay, I, I understand about past lives now. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm not just this lifetime only. I understand about past lives. And then it's like, boom, but do you understand about, yeah. you know, the all consciousness or do you, you know, do you, are you there yet? So, um, the, and the, even when the mind starts getting a bit of information, it might want to keep you in that story. So something that you're, let's just say there's about a, a relationship and you're like, but we've had all these past lives together. This should work out. Why am I suffering? I, I you know, I know we're soulmates. Now the mind, which is happy to keep you at the level of past lives, will keep your mind going round and round and round and round the story of past lives. Guess what? It fucking doesn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And I have to swear with this because it's so out there. Mm -hmm. What you are going through at this now level of initiation isn't to do with you needing to understand about past lives or to do with past lives. And this is why the mind is super duper tricky because mm -hmm. it's saying, hey, yeah, if I keep you that focused on that you should be together because you've had these past lives together and you should be connected and blah, blah then I can stop you going through your next level of initiation. Yeah. But that was just you opening the windows. That you was you opening the windows. Yeah. And now exactly the walls are about to fall down. Yeah. They're trying to fall down. And you're like, what? <laughs> wait, I got the fucking windows open. All right. I got the moment. <laughs> you can see like the cracks in the walls are coming. It's like, holy. So, so this is, this is the big key. Everybody, this is probably a very important episode to listen to. If you're going through any of this stuff, here is the big key, except that you don't know. Except mm. that you do not know what is happening. Except that your mind at this level of consciousness doesn't know what is happening and it doesn't know what's going to happen. All the guessing and imagining and thinking that you've got going on probably have nothing to do with what is going to manifest after you get through this shift of consciousness. And that's actually when you work with it why it's pretty cool because mm. that next thing that happens is so out of control magical. You're like, what the fuck? This happened? <laughs> Finally, like, you know, after you get through. Yeah. The, and you get through by surrender. Yeah. You get through by surrender. You've, you've got to, no matter how wise you are, no, how many, no matter how much work you've done, no matter how many books you've read, you don't know yet. It's not manifest for you yet. You don't know. Yeah. Surrender. Even though I don't know what the fuck is going on or how to fix this or how to change this or how to stop this anxiety or how to keep these walls up, yeah. I'm giving this over. I'm surrendering this over to the part of me that does because yeah. that's the part of your consciousness that already knows. Yeah. And it's not you. It's nothing that's embodied in you right now. Mm. Oof damn yeah so that's what it's so we're going through that individually yeah and we're going through it with the planet so when you're looking at the planetary mayhem and all these horrible things that look like they're happening and and people are trying to control it 
you know, or they're trying to use judgment. They're trying to say, well, look at those marauding people. Because remember, this shift of consciousness is activating the, the primitive mind because that's the thing that we're dissolving. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're like, well, look at those, you know, the evil terrorists. Well, the terrorists. Are they white nationalists? Are they Muslims? Are they are they Jewish people? Are they you know uh, uh, wh whatever? The, yeah. the mind keeps going. It's the other. The other is the marauding mm. tribe, yeah. not me. But the thing is, the marauding tribe is just the projection of our primitive, unintegrated, yeah. primitive mind energy into the external quantum reality. Yeah. So the fastest way for you to take a big jump in consciousness is to recognize that you have to become a witness to it. This is the strongest thing you can do is develop your witness. So there's like the little me that's in all the stories. you got the witness and then you've got the expanded master consciousness mm -hmm. is to witness that and go, okay, I see that I am projecting my primitive mind out into the quantum reality or whatever it is, my yeah. hate, my anger, yeah. my shame, like, oh, look at these, all these negative vibey people. Like that's like one of the biggest spiritual pitfalls is when people get into positivity and they're spiritual and they're like, <laughs> oh, all the neggy people out there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's your unintegrated neggy energy. So yeah. love that, love that. You've got to, you've got to learn how to like love and accept. When you go, okay, I love and accept the part of me that's, that's negative, doesn't mean you're going to become negative. That's what the mind is trying to tell you. It means you're integrating the energy that is in that projection of negativity. You're coming into oneness with it. Yeah. I love it. I'm no longer resisting it. I accept it. I accept that I am everything. Everything in the quantum reality is yeah. me. And then guess what? You get the freaking energy of everything. And that's when it becomes really powerful to work energetically that you can start to bend the matrix <laughs> well, and I just realized, like, this whole episode started, you were going to say something about football, and I was like, right. well, hold up, let yeah. me just talk about, you know, <laughs> it's this, good. the sports, uh, but... It, but the sports projection, so, so right now... <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know what original so, thing you wanted to actually talk about. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. So <laughs> the thing about, we, we will talk about my, my football team, but maybe now, not this episode, but... The thing to recognize is if you have charge around something, if you have judgment or mm -hmm. even if you have excitement, mm -hmm. charge is energy. Yeah. And our mind will go, okay, it's negative energy or it's positive energy. Like I'm like my like you know, when people when we have a crush on someone, right? Oh my god, that guy's so hot or you know, oh my god, like I'm so excited. That's probably a positive energy projection. Mm -hmm. And then we have our negative energy projections. But guess what? It's the same thing. It's all energy and mm -hmm. it's unintegrated. So a lot of the times when people have, you've got your, you know, like, ooh, the, ugh, the icky soulmate aspects of consciousness. I'm sorry, the icky kind of primitive mind aspects of consciousness. And then you've got the, oh, my God, he's so amazing. She's so amazing. The up on the level, on the pedestal level of consciousness, which happens a lot in the, soulmatey connection story mm. um that is also your integrated energy it's mm. just in the positive spectrum yeah so both ways you want to look at it if it's got charge for you and i go i love and accept the part of me that is this negative projection 
I love and accept the part of me that there's this positive, you know. Mm. It doesn't matter because it's the mind that's saying it's good or bad, but really it's all just energy. And if we're going to actually come into union, we have to come into union with all energy. And when we do that, something else happens. It isn't what our minds say is going to happen linearly. If I if I go and, you know, get involved with the brawling people, mm-hmm. I'm going to um, get beaten up. If I get with the hot guy or gal, I'm going to be in love and, hap- and happy forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usually neither of those things happen. Yeah. It's something else, which generally is more awesome. So, whoa, wow. that's a little introduction to yeah. the shift in consciousness. Yeah. I'm like so many things are swirling through my head about like just my own shit, like all all my own fears, right? Yeah. I'm afraid of fighting. And and people that I put in that slot in my mind, you know, like, oh, well, this person fights, so I can't, I can't even be their friend because I don't fight and I don't want to get into a fight. And all these things that in my world, like, like in my mind, it's just, and like you said, it's about safety. This keeps yeah. me safe. That's not safe. I don't do that. I'm not going to f- jump out of an airplane. That's not safe. Right. I'm not going to go to uh, a game because that's not safe. And even things like like the mass shootings, you know, like we don't, Jordan and I don't live in a place where there's like, I mean, we live in Hawaii, right? So there's not as many people in, in the upper 48 here. Right. So I don't really think about things like, you know, like the Vegas shooting not that that wouldn't happen here because that fucking shit happens everywhere. But I just, when I think about large crowds, that's what yeah, I'm, the point yeah. I'm trying to okay, make is large, yeah, crowds, large crowds where I'm not really in that situation because I live here and there's not that many people here. So a large right. crowd here is not like a large crowd in right. Los Angeles or yeah. Vegas or New York. So this is really interesting. So what I'm hearing from what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. and this is probably something that is is different from us, is that your mind will go... Uh, you know, I'm safe if I stay away from all this stuff. Right, right. right. Yeah. So the, if yeah. I, if you this hear, safe, if you hear, safe. if you hear about a shooting or something, mm-hmm. the way your mind works mm-hmm. is, let me, ad- 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 like, uh, um, let me assess mm-hmm. my safety level. Yes. If I stay out of these highly populated cities, I, you know, won't get shot if I do this if I do that and what that's actually doing is it starts contracting your reality yep you start wiping out options left right and center absolutely what I do now after Mm -hmm. what I've known Mm -hmm. is I sit with the energy of that experience that has charge Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. and I feel the energy of it and I go okay I love and accept the part of me that is this experience and then I use tools to purify that energy and I reintegrate it Mm -hmm. and that stops me really from having fear about anything and my, so my life can always keep expanding nothing yeah. nothing puts me into limitation yeah. like that um and so and and it keeps happening things come up but I just I've been studying this so I yeah. know that that's right. that's the that is a useful way to operate and make my energy feel bigger so I can do so bigger things can happen yeah. you know right and that and that and I do that for when I do that for the plant for me, I'm also doing it for the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this is a phenomena like terrorism, right? Mm-hmm. I know this is going to blow people's minds. I go, okay, I love and accept the part of me that is that shooting and I reclaim the energy that created that event and everything that feeds into that event, 
this is what being a planetary healer is. It's fun, right? And then I bring that energy into my heart and I use this purification tool. Mm -hmm. So I'm reclaiming the energy of this event that was created in my reality. Mm. I bring it into my heart and I purify it and I bring it back to pure energy. And then I, I re-imprint it with, with the heart blueprint yeah. to create to assist in creating the new reality where we hopefully won't have terrorism but maybe yeah. we'll have more awesome sports that people can yeah. enjoy you yeah. know that's the thing is it isn't about people talk about it does this mean all religion's going to go and all this i'm like i don't think we'll necessarily get rid of all religions yeah but will religions upgrade yeah yeah you know is yeah. it possible that that religion is for people is a way that they connect with mm -hmm. consciousness mm -hmm. and and people we're here at the buffet of life you can do it. It's like saying we're going to do all this work and then everyone's going to end up looking the same and we'll all be exactly the same person. No, there's always going to be choice. There's always going to be just variety. Means we can all high five each other at the end of the day. We can high five and we're, we're dissolving that consciousness that is underneath it all, which mm -hmm. is the survival mind. The survival mind says, them, us. Right. I must the kill them. Yeah. I must kill them. Yeah. But when you talk about a sport, right, now you're talking about an agreement like, Two teams or two, two fighters, two tennis players, two whatever, who agree to come on to this field consciously mm -hmm. and play this game and evolve this game together. And they make something creative out of it. Oh, I'm truth pimpling all over here. Mm -hmm. Right? So we don't have to, people don't have to be like, oh, like this is bad or that is bad. We just get, it can all raise up. And maybe some things will go and there'll be new things that will come in. But we're here to have a beautiful creative experience. Yeah. You know, it does not have to be like a bummer. <laughs> like no more football guys, right? If we're going to be evolving, there will be no more sport. No, there's, there's things that our mind doesn't understand what's going to happen yet. Mm -hmm. And we just accept that and surrender, go into the heart, love and accept, boom. It's amazing how fast the anxiety will disappear and the fear will disappear when you work integratively rather mm. than in resistance. So I think that's probably mm. enough to melt chew people's minds. Yeah, chew, chew on that, guys and gals. <laughs> yeah. This episode will probably be worth listening to a couple of times because yeah. it's like pretty layered with some concepts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm speechless and at the same time, like so not done with this conversation there's so much which more. is why you need to subscribe and stay with us yes please subscribe <laughs> we're just scratching the surface of the cosmic closet right now oh my god head on over to circle evolution if you want to listen to some of the direct channelings that mm -hmm. i got from the circle of light which start talking about this whole shiznatch what the hell's going on and in those recordings there are frequencies which will help dissolve some of the egoic resistance mm. and help you come into union with these concepts more. So you can actually start living the cool part of the multidimensionality stuff, which is the getting to bend the matrix, the, you know, te telepathy, you know, maybe the whole like I can transmute pee in my own body. <laughs> And just have more creative energy because people would say it's pee it's waste it's bad guess what it's just energy <laughs> everything's just energy all right people we love you see you next time see you coming up on the next episode of coming out of the cosmic closet today i have with me a very very serious guest her name is vicky barbalak she was a finalist on america's got talent in 2008 
18? 18. Yep. I've actually been working with Vicky as well um, while she was going through America's Got Talent. Right. She, you actually remember you helped me when I did America's Funniest Mom. And then I won America's Funniest Mom. We did one session where we felt you felt like you felt a lot of the women comics that have gone on yes, to that's right. the other side were with me and yeah. and I like Oop, when here they are yeah. true pimples. And I just feel like when like last night when I just felt the energy, the love in the room, I just felt like I was just holding up like uh, my hand and it was going right up to those women that came before me and yes. I just float out of myself and then the set happened and it just 